And now for something completely different. Four, three, two, one. Hi. Welcome to the future. Remember, no guts, no galaxy. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the No Guts, No Galaxy podcast number 145. We got it right this time. We are your hosts, Phil and Darren. Today is September 7th, 2016. First off, I want to say, how are you doing, old man? I am doing well. I'm, uh, yeah, having a good week and uh, excited that we're doing another podcast. 145. We're nearing that uh, 150 mark. I knew we were in the, you know, 100s, but man, we're yeah. halfway to 200. Yeah, it's it's been a journey. And quick shout out to we've got a few resubs going on in chat. Pectar resub 22 months in a row. Thank oh, you, Mechro. Yeah. Uh, we've got Bainstorm just subbed. Thank you, Bainstorm, for supporting the channel. And then we have Malbot, we have Parjay, uh, 25 months and 9 months accordingly. Thank you guys uh, so much. And, of course, uh, the resubs earlier today. All right, guys. So Thanks for the support, guys. We're hopping back in here. And uh, so we've got guests that we've... Well, one guest that we've had before and one guy that you guys have talked to or heard before. We've got Russ and we've got Derek. And, of course, Yeah, we are joined know. by Russ Bullock, president of Prana Games, and Derek James, designer at PGI. Welcome, guys. Hello, hello. All right. How you doing, Russ? Yeah, I know thanks. Russ just got pizza. Yeah, no, uh, well, thanks for pizza. having us back. <laughs> no. Russ well, is stuffing his why face. Do, why do you have to do me like Because they would hear it. I mean, it's it's better than, you know. Than nuts? The nuts, in, you know, last oh, come time. Come on, the nuts. <laughs> you said it. You said it, not us, man. Like that. I'm nuts, man. Yeah, no, I'm I'm good to go, and uh, yeah, glad to be back and to follow up on our roundtable. Yeah. So basically, everyone, uh, just so you all know, that we did the faction war roundtable just over a month ago. Um, then there were a couple, at least two, internal meetings um, between Russ and the devs about what can be done, what will be done, etc. And so this is basically a dissemination of that information. What happened in those internal meetings? Um, what is going to be, you know, what we're going to move forward on and so forth. So Russ, I'm going to just basically let you take this away. So what's happening? What, what have you guys decided on? What is, was it, was it two meetings? There were two internal meetings. Oh, geez. Um, no, like, yeah, let's start there. And, uh, Derek can give you a little more detail also when it comes to, uh, precisely what's been filling his days since the round table. And, you know, I know that, this might sound a little bit, it might be hard to believe, I suppose, for people out there in listening land to understand just how much time goes into things like this. But now I would suggest that we had in the neighborhood of a half a dozen meetings, averaging some of the first ones last three, four plus hours, shrinking down to maybe an hour at the end, probably averaging at least two hours, probably at least 12 hours in the boardroom with a group of about four to five um, designers and project managers. And then um, after that, you know, in between each of those, uh, you have uh, Derek, you know, going to write up the design before we have the next meeting. So essentially the first one goes for five hours. We come up with everything we think we're just golden. And then the next meeting we have, which might be a few days away, a week or so at max, after Derek's had time to write up the whole design, do the mock-ups of the screens, etc., then we meet and, you know, we shouldn't be surprised about this any longer, but we end up tearing away about 40% of the design that just doesn't work like we thought it would once we see the screens and once we think it through a little differently with visuals. And then we, we rebuild it up again and we repeat that process until we get to where 
we got really just today, we had really 100% pass off and design. Uh, we've had technical reviewers in every single meeting, but we're going to have an official technical review tomorrow, and that should hopefully um, clear it up, and we should be under full production with this this new pass of a, a faction play um, even by Friday or Monday at the latest. So that answers that initial question. Any comments on that first, I guess? Well, I mean, I think, you know, it's it's easily stated that you don't know what you don't know as far as production and developing a game and so forth. And it's not like, you know, faction play is the only thing that's being developed. Um, but yeah, it's I'm super excited to hear the direction that we're going, you know, so I'm fine with just jumping right in if you want. Yeah, so, so think, sorry, go ahead, Phil. I'll let you say what you're going to say. I just, no, I, I was going to. If Derek wants to, he can kind of fill in the gaps kind of between the two meetings when he's, you know, spending all that time writing up the design. If he, well, if he that, that's actually sort of my question is like, I guess, Derek, uh, hearing from you directly is um, you were there for the last round uh, for the first round table. Can you sort of maybe uh, take a step back and sort of tell us maybe some of the challenges and difficulties, you know, you were facing in some of these, like what was sort of the, uh, the, the breakdown, what was sort of like going through your head of, of taking the info and then looking at the systems that were currently there. Can you just sort of take us through your process before we like some of the difficulties before we dive into what you guys are doing? Yeah. I mean, I mean the first initial guess challenge is just having all of these ideas and suggestions and having to refine them down into, you know, one or two ideas. I mean, we had, you know, probably close to a dozen ideas on, uh, you know, how to address certain problems. But at the end of the day, you got to go with one. So uh, what we end up going with, uh, you know, ends up being a bit of a hybrid of multiple things. And then once we have an idea of which direction we want to go, we have the classic issue of, you know, we think about something and then come back a week later and realize there's all these huge flaws, uh, like Russ said. And so it's kind of a cycle of, you know, going back and refining it and finding the problems. And, you know, I'll write up another version of the doc. And I think we're on version 4.0 after probably yeah about 12 hours of boardroom time in the end okay so it goes through and you guys since the last time um have sort of came up with what basically is coming our way and i just actually got able to to read over it and i think uh, the statement is a sort of a, a combination of i guess the best of both worlds but also I guess a reality check as well. Um, maybe a little bit. Like I think um, we'll get into this here in a second, and I think that for the most part, I believe um, you know we were able to achieve. I think what we discussed at the roundtable. Um, I do think there was maybe a few things that were trade offs or always is, and a few more things that we've decided we want to do that we know the players want, but might have to come in a, I hate using the word phase, been overused, but in kind of a secondary release, because as we, you know, work through this process, a couple of things were front of mind. And, and one of those things would be, how do we get, you know, at least the vast majority of the really important things here into the player's hands, rather than, you know, taking twice the time, say, to get, extra stuff in because I think we'd rather get everyone playing with, you know, a lot of these really important, you know, consolidating the buckets and stuff before we maybe put in some other things that are really great, but not um, as immediately necessary, I guess. Gotcha. 
All right, so we're being too vague. We're talking about. Uh, <laughs> I want to get right. Like everybody's like, "What? What are the changes?" Um, let's get into that. Obviously, we know that you know there's production time, and then there's uh, desires versus realities, and and so forth. But let's talk about some of the specifics because um, there's a lot of good stuff here, and I am, I guess, impatient. I guess, I guess the first one is clan versus is. I mean, well, if Russ, I'm looking you, at the how notes, do you want to dive into this. Well, let's let's talk about that as I guess the big stuff. Uh, subject of uh, you know bucket consolidation um, I remember last time we had you know there was a lot of confusion maybe around like what's a bucket what's a um, how, how do they like what vernacular should I use there uh, I would just say buckets that buckets works I think buckets that's works everyone's buckets. educated on buckets now okay because a Q bucket <laughs> we, need, we know buckets and we know decals now that's uh we're good so. to go all right, buckets is also just a Canadian slang word. I got it. <laughs> um, okay, uh, yeah, we, we had a lot of good ideas shared um, at the roundtable, and I think we ended up with kind of a, a version of what was discussed at the roundtable, as well as some additional things. So we spent a significant amount of time both at the roundtable and in our meetings trying to lock this part down and for good reason. We want to make sure that this time we really get it right. It doesn't mean it's the final, 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 but it means at least that it's something that works and something that settles in and we can um, we can work from it rather than trying to still find a base. So we played around significantly with the ideas of the two-planet uh, um, tug-of-war system as it was described we also talked a significant amount about alliances. And I guess I'll start with alliances because that's a notion that we tried extremely hard to make work. And in the end, it just didn't. So if I could briefly recap, I, would, it, I think people would, just to remind people, I think the ideas that were presented were, first off, we have like this notion of let's just go clan IS. And then we also had another notion of well, let's have alliances. And there was one more notion of let's just do special event battles, like just scenarios type of thing, like this particular lore battle, etc. And essentially where we ended up was just to tell us our end point first before I explain the process, was at Clan versus IS with an extra special battles scenario screen or um, I'm not sure what to call what word to give that but um, adding that like notion system, yeah. yeah it's like an additional event system so I guess the way we ended up there was first we talked a ton about I mean the two planet tiger war was kind of obvious it was like okay let's let's do that and let's, let's work with that as a base and a core of consolidating buckets we knew that was a good starting point and then from there, we started to talk a significant, about, a significant amount about alliances. And we must have spent a total of four or five hours at least on several different meetings talking nothing about alliances. And it just never did quite work. It was like, okay, well, here's the natural alliances. And, and then you had this odd oddity of, okay, I mean, I guess these two clans can be allies and those two clans can be and these intersphere guys and... Oh, now we don't really have that much of a reduction in buckets, but 
And it's also kind of weird because how do you determine this for those three guys and that for those three guys? And it was really hard, and it's hard to kind of reflect back and think of all the, you know, numerous scenarios we ran through through our heads through all those hours of meetings. But in the end, we, we kept saying, okay, we've got to go a little further, and we just keep tweaking it and keep tweaking keep tweaking it until we finally got to a point where we thought, wait a minute, like really, you know, what we have here is just clan versus IS, but all this other minutia on top of it, it's just really complicating it and making it weird and it doesn't really work. So, you know, we just decided, okay, let's just talk about what clan IS means. And we started to talk a lot about that. And it was starting to, it worked really, really well, of course, as you can imagine, especially from a bucket reduction point. I mean, obviously, it's really a clan versus IS, you know, thing anyhow, anyways. But, of course, we had this, this feeling of loss of like, well, what about House Lao, you know, fighting House Davian and, and this house versus that house? I mean, those things are just great, right? So we, we didn't want to lose that. But every time we tried to reintroduce that aspect into, the main bucket system, either through alliances or some other notion, we just couldn't get there in a way that was good and, and actually was, you know, a solid design. So um, we kept kind of dropping it and going back to just clan versus IS. And eventually we realized that, well, it's kind of the best of both worlds, as you put it, um, to take the clan versus IS idea purely clan versus IS, but then to also add in this special events system. And what the special events system is, is that we could then say for a particular weekend or a particular collection of days or any length of time we want, really, we could say, okay, this Lao planet, this Davian planet, there's a two-planet tug-of-war right there over the course of these next X number of days, and that particular battle will involve just those factions and will have specific rewards for those players involved in that. And those are those are loyalist battles. I believe, Derek, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we decided at this point that the special event battles would be specifically for loyalists. That those would be yeah, so loyalists faction. within the factions participating. Yeah, yeah, loyalists within those particular factions. So you'll have a really great say, week-long event between Lao and Davian, and it'll say in this special UI window exactly what this battle is and what plans are involved and how long it's going to be and specifically what particular rewards are going to be given out to the winning teams of those loyalist factions. So if we add that aspect in, and it doesn't necessarily be, need to be running all the time, but might very well be running uh, a significant amount of the time between one faction or another... And you add that on top of an overarching clan versus IS aspect, then you know you end up with something we think is end up pretty great. I mean, you basically cover off you know all the bases really. Um, yeah, I mean, let's I guess stop there for a second and reflect. And then there's obviously a lot more details about precisely how the clan IS conflict works. Um, sure. I mean, the first thing that pops in my head is a question. Um... What then, uh, other than territory, I guess, uh, what are, what's the point of being in a different faction or a different unit or um, potentially like a merc? Can you guys explain sort of, does that change the dynamics there at all? Um, 
We think not. Um, we were we were trying to be extremely careful to maintain as much of the existing you know faction play system as possible because obviously the more we change that uh it starts you know to just add months and months to the development schedule so and in fact remind me if i forget we want to talk specifically about the mwo reward system uh, or sorry i guess i'll say the faction play reward system and the special events um calendar uh, we want to circle back to those things and talk about, I guess, um, when they'll be released and 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 what we're planning there for changes. Um, to your question, though, we think with this system, we're going to be able to keep the faction and or sorry the contract system as is. You can be <clears throat> remain a freelancer, or you can become a loyalist, or be a mercenary, and everything should function pretty much as is. So, if to give some examples, let me know if I'm answering your question. If you have decided to become a loyalist for um, Draconis Combine, you'll be able to compete along the Clan IS border. And if there's a special event between, say, House Davian and House Karita, then you'll you know, participate in that event as well. And so I, I guess maybe what you're asking, Phil, is um, how does that battlefront on the clan is border work well yeah i mean uh, that um but also a little bit deeper than but i mean if i'm part of a merc and i'm working for the draconis combine that the the only benefit there against other houses when you have those specialty events but then during the normal operations uh you're just fighting on the front with the other is factions mercs loyalist against the clans yeah Is that- i mean you have the same advantages that you've always had as as a mercenary unit um every seven days you're free to take on a new contract so i guess you can you know go over to any of the various houses within inner sphere but i guess let me let me talk a bit about the um talk about the actual border i guess the clan is conflict and how that'll work and and we can go from there are we talking about the tug of war? Yes. Okay. So, essentially, the tug of war um, is we talked about this two planet tug of war, right? I mean, so that's that is basically the concept of what we had. But what we ended up at was we wanted to create the fewest amount of buckets, but we wanted to have um, you know more than just. We also wanted it to accomplish our needs when it came to, you know, in the end, there's 10 different factions. So what we have on that border is, first off, there's going to be the war planning will still exist, so you can vote. But what's going to happen is instead of voting for the faction you want to go to war with, you actually vote on the actual planet you want to fight. Because obviously we already know if you're a clan faction, you're fighting um, the inner sphere, and if you're inner sphere, you're fighting clans. So, for example, let's say your clan Ghost Bear. Clan Ghost Bear will be able to vote for, let's say it's six or eight planets. It's going to vary depending on how big their their front is, right? They're going to battle for a number of planets. Um, oh, sorry, they're going to vote for a number of planets on that front, and whichever one they vote for or the maximum or the highest number of votes is going to become the planet being contested on the like ghost bear is border 
And each of the various clans are going to do the same thing. So you're going to have four planets up for contestion right there along the clan borders where they border the inner sphere. And on the flip side of that, all of the inner sphere, inner sphere factions are going to also be voting under the war planning as to they're going to vote for four clan planets that they want to fight. And inner sphere is a little different because they don't, they vote kind of more collectively and they're going to, they're going to decide. So for clans, they're going to kind of end up with four planets along each of the four clans borders along the IS front. For the inner sphere, they're going to vote for four planets anywhere along the front. So a bit of a different advantage for IS to say, well, we really want to deal with Smoke Jaguar right now or Wolf and kind of maybe go up against four planets all along one particular side or front of their uh, battlefront. But the kicker here is, so people are hearing this and saying, wow, four planets and four planets, it's eight planets being contested at any given moment. But really, we've just adapted the idea of the two-planet tug-of-war into an eight-planet tug-of-war. So essentially, it's one giant bucket, and we don't even think of it as one planet that's being contested for. It's an entire battlefront. So we have a battlefront that's being contested, and there's eight planets. Now, only four planets are going to flip, of course, because only one side will win. If IS wins, they're going to get all four of those planets into clan space. And if clans win, they're going to push all four of those planets down into inner sphere space. So we're going to see these movements of four, 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 one way or the other, based on where players voted. Now I'm going to quickly, well, let's stop there for a minute and take questions. All right. Um, I've got a question. So, all right, go with your question. Uh, sorry. Um, so in the context of, if IS wins, um, how um, how are resources split? Um, you know, uh, like one of the the contingents things that we were talking about, uh, contentious things that uh, we were talking about is like someone could dedicate six hours and then go to sleep and wake up, and they don't get anything for taking the planet. Right? Um, how how does this work now? Potentially, you're consolidating IS in whole. Is this sort of where you know, hey, you played for X amount of time and you you get X amount of percentage of the resources for those planets, uh, you know, for, you know, how does that work? Yeah. Well, you're talking about rewards. Um, it's definitely a whole subject in and of itself. We can talk about that now and that's fine. I know it's a big talking point. Essentially, this is where we made a decision. I mean, we want to completely revamp the reward system, but in order to do so, we would basically double the development time of getting a, fa- a, a significant faction play patch, uh, a significant faction play patch out to the players. So our plan was through these meetings was okay. Let's try to adapt the existing reward system to this new, very limited bucket system, and let's get that adapted. Let's get it passed, and let's get this into the players' hands because it's along with other things we're going to talk about too. And I think by the time we're done this conversation, you'll understand why we're saying that to get these significant improvements into the players' hands, then we will totally revamp the reward system. And that'll be just as you're saying, it needs to be not just like the top units or just the ones that have the faction tags, etc., but to give a very broken down 
you know, almost by match, by win, but I don't really know for sure, um, but a completely different uh, reward system for our players. So the way it's going to work, though, Phil, under the initial patch, under this new consolidated bucket system, is essentially I can break down into the minutia of it, and I'm happy to do that, but basically you have the what it really simplifies down to is the top four units on IS, if IS wins, will get their unit tags placed. And same goes for clans, oppositely, if the top four units. And then it'll be applied to the planets, the four planets that are flipped, and the reward system will be the same kind of milking MC system of, of per planet system that we have right now. It was important for us to do that just so we could, as I say, um, get something out right away, and then we'd be able to completely revamp um, the reward system. So, all right. So to just really quickly, because th- there is a little bit of confusion, I just want to summarize. Um, basically, we're talking about um, consolidating the queues t- to clan versus IS with special events for, you know, more sub uh, uh, faction type, you know, possibilities or whatever. Could be weekend, could be week long, could be a month long, whatever you want to do. Um, and then uh, it's converting to the tug of war system which would be eight planets. So it, whoever wins or loses, you're, you're winning or losing four planets at a time. And then you're talking about a revamp of the rewards. That's pretty much what we've covered so far, right? That sounds pretty accurate. Yeah, um, that's, that's right. And okay, so that's, what kind ahead. of time frame? So right now, the first thing, I mean, obviously, if you're listening, the first thing that pop into your head is saying, well, how long would we, the little people or little units that don't have you know what i'm saying like how long are we gonna have to wait for this new revised what is sort of a i know we don't you're not supposed to ask a dev for sort of time frame right but like um how long would they have to wait for potentially a new revised reward system because one of the you know critiques of this is that again why should i play why should we dump in our hours into this if we're never going to get rewards uh under the system well, but beyond, I think, a timetable on just that one specific thing, what is the overall timetable on all of this? Like, what is uh, what do we have in the, the months? Going ahead? in tomorrow. Oh, no, uh, that's <laughs> no. And I that was a total it, joke. <laughs> Derek's laughing. He's like, he's like, that's not funny. I would have a heart attack <laughs> if we had to put it in tomorrow. But uh, but what is the timetable we're, we're looking at? Well, I mean, I'd like to answer that a little differently than the way Phil expressed the question because I think we're we're jumping ahead here a little bit. I mean, people are going to want to know. First off, I'd like to finish discussing. I guess okay, okay. What, you know what's going to be in the initial first wave of updates to faction play because we haven't even discussed everything that's going to be in that update. And I think people will be a lot more understanding of say waiting for a revamped reward system for faction play if they understand everything that's coming into the initial update. Um, the initial update is going to get the game mode, the faction play game mode, just up and running and singing along. I'd rather get it up and running and singing along in half the time from now than wait twice the time to you know do that as well as update the rewards. No, I, th- I think that's reasonable. percent that people would probably agree with yeah, that. Yeah, I, I think that's reasonable. It's just... I, I we're was talking just... about a significant amount of uh, updates here, well, and I, we're not even... We're about halfway through the list. Well, and, and I, I just didn't know if you had a quick, like, hey, you know, we're 
it's probably going to be at least like you know four or five months down the road or whatever again the only reason is i didn't know if you had just snap let's it cover answer. it at the end okay so Wait, moving well let's go back to that we'll get back to that soon okay yep so tug of war uh and we we're talking about a revamp um what about do you want to move on i, I can bring up the next issue or topic well on tug okay. of war what about um how does that affect the the uh, planets, like uh, the game modes? Does any of that change? Yeah, it does. Um, just let me think here for a second if we kind of... Derek, do you think we've covered off those subjects enough to move on? I'm trying to think if we missed anything. I mean, we talked about Tug of War... Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's always so much, so many like small fine details, but I think overall we've gotten the uh, the general gist of it across. I'm just looking at the uh, notes we've got, uh, just like what you were saying, Darren. Uh, just covering the the bullet points there, just to make sure that. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we can talk about uh, game modes and and what's going, you know what direction that's heading in and we can talk about uh also obviously long tom was an issue yeah okay um, so thank you let's that, that helps mm-hmm. me get back on track so basically so update happens kind of talk people through this they're gonna i guess the big changes would be you're gonna come in and i guess the map of the inner sphere they can kind of imagine it as being more i think our plan derek is to have two sets of shader passes on the map of the inner sphere. So I think we still want you to be able to look at the map of the inner sphere as you do today to see the various faction map just as it is, because that will still change based on our special event system between the lower factions, etc. So you can view it that way, or uh, you can then click a different button that'll show you more just the pure clam versus IS, the, you know, the clan invasion. You know how far down they're getting and and all that, so you'll be able to view the game that way a little bit differently. So primarily as a player, you're going to look at that clan versus IS um, shader pass on that inner sphere map, and that'll be the main thing that dictates you know how the battle's going. And from that point, all the same contract system and everything should work. There's a change, of course, in the grouping mentality because now there's really no reason for us to, you know, prevent any particular types of groups. The only groups that will be illegal or non-valid for these faction play matches will be if there's a technology problem. So if you have a clan player in your IS group, obviously you can't play a faction play match. But otherwise, if you got all IS players, doesn't matter what faction they're from, what units they're from or whatever it's just an is group that'll really be the only determining factor so that's a that's a change and from a from a chatting perspective we're going to you'll see chat boxes now main chat boxes for inner sphere and clan so all the inner sphere can talk with each other and all the clan can talk to each other once they queue up for a battle um there's one thing we should point out here when you vote for the planet you want to fight that's that vote is also kind of in a in a passive way applying where your unit would like to get their unit tag. So if, you know, 80% of your unit volts on a particular planet and that planet's put up for contestion and you guys end up being the top performing unit in that, on that, in that battle, then 
we would allow that's where we would put your unit tag rather than being randomly assigned. So those are some smaller details and minutia that like you know, Derek was saying. There's lots of that kind of stuff. I'm just trying to work through it here. Then at that point, um, let's see. That kind of gets us to let's talk about the long tom then, I guess. Let's get that out of the way. Um, the hotfix that went live today actually cut the long tom damage down by a full well, it's a quarter of what it used to be. So that doesn't don't take that as a signal of that's our fix, that's our change. Um, I, I am interested to see how that goes. Maybe people say, oh, this is fine now, this is great. Let's let's leave that. And if that's the case, fine, then we can change our decision. Maybe just go with the greatly reduced um, damage um, long term. But right now, our plan is to replace it with a third level of, I guess, more of an information warfare style of reward. So as you know, the first one is, hey, I know what mechs you're bringing. Second one is like a, a, a sweep, a UAV sweep, a radar sweep of the, of the battlefield, so I know where you are. And the third level we thought of, we had a few ideas, but the, the one that we feel is the best and the one we're going to prototype and see if it works is for that few seconds, that how many seconds is it, Derek? Did we, did we find out? The, the, the sweep? Yeah, about? the sweep. It's going to be the same length time as the sweep, I believe. What is that, two or three seconds? I think it's, yeah, it's something right, right around there, four okay, or five. So I apologize for not knowing. Yeah. So it, that'll go through some testing, and if it's too long, it's too long, we'll have to change it. But for for a similar duration, we would like to do, I guess, what we're for now, what we're calling sort of a um, a radar jamming thing. So as, this, as the satellite goes over, it's disrupting your sensors. So it's like the same thing when you have an ECM mech get like within 90 meters of you and your radar and your HUD and everything just goes all screwy. Essentially, we want all that stuff to go screwy for those few seconds. And we want to test nice. that. We want to see if it's, it might be too powerful. It might not be enough. We don't know yet. But I think it's, I think it's a neat idea, and I think it fits in with the, with the sort of theme that we have already so that players will – it makes kind of sense. These, you know, these satellites are going over, and um, they're – yeah. You know, they're sweeping you and they're going to jam you for a few seconds. So instead of this sort of like computer controlled nuke, you know, and damage, it'll be maybe just organizing your pushes when you know that their radar is being kind of scrambled. Yeah, that'll be fun. I, I, I want to see how that uh, how that works out in matches for sure. I mean, so you're you're saying you reduced in the hot fix the damage, but uh, this is basically an al- alternate fix. Well, that's the planned fix. The reduced damage was more temporary to kind of get us there. Gotcha. Yeah, I like the idea of it, and I'd like to see how it you know changes the dynamic of the match. And I think it would be a very welcome change. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think it after all of roundtable, everyone was just like, "Remove it, just take it out of the game." I think it would be fun. You know, I have I already with the uh, the radar sweep that we use. You know, you time that on a on a push at the right time, and yeah. it's fun. And, and I'd like to see the same thing happen with this, and see what kind of uh, you know action can happen as a result. Yeah, and one thing worth pointing out about that, just clarifying, is unlike a regular ECM, it would be kind of a global thing, so it would apply to all over the map. So, um, I mean, we're all excited about the prospect of it but we kind of need to refine it and see it in the wild and as russ said maybe it's still too good maybe it's not good enough but uh we're excited by you know this prospect global ecm yeah so, we have to come cool. up with a name for it yeah well i mean i think um well, it's I'm not really global radar jam i mean we'll find out but yeah. 
I think that gets us to the point where you you mentioned, um, Darren. I just wanted to make sure that I'd covered off all the other bits before we went there, but uh, maybe it was Phil that mentioned it. But the you know different game modes yeah. for the game. So that's a, this this is another I guess uh, area that we're really excited to express to everyone is that, and this is part of the first initial update we want to make to faction play. It's that was it was important for us to get that there because I think there's a lot of people that would like to see something that I mean if they're waiting a little bit longer for a completely revamped reward system and a few other items that we've talked about I wanted to get something in there though that would not just a reduction in buckets but something else that would really freshen up faction play so what we've decided to do and this needs to be in test and it might go through some minor tweaks but we think it'll work essentially we want to add all the other um, quick play game modes into faction play and into the main, I guess, invasion queue. So the initial thought is that when you first start the battle window, um, the tug of war bar, it's first the tug of war, I should have said some of this before, the tug of war bar, it's a very different concept, right? There no longer is this concept of sections or sectors on a planet. I mean, pieces of pie. Yeah. Yeah. You're really just fighting on this great big battlefront and you're taking turns, you know, even number of turns on being on the attacking side and on the defending side. Now, of course, attacking side and defending side is really just a concept that applies really only to the invasion game mode. Uh, But what we'd like to do is let's say you just kind of imagine these bars indicator bars maybe they're around 20 percent of the tug of war bar and you start at zero and you pull back and forth one way or the other kind of like the scouting bar and so maybe for the first 10 percent of the bar we're simulating that you're initially landing on the planet so we're we're, we're playing a skirmish game mode and of course the skirmish game mode is 100 percent um, adapted to the dropship gameplay so essentially you've got a 48 versus 48 skirmish game mode with a probably with the test of stuff or probably with a fifth i don't know if it'll have a it might have a 15 minute game timer still maybe maybe it gets increased don't know for sure small detail so you have a skirmish game mode and then and, and don't quote me precisely on the the order of these things they might change but maybe we go from skirmish to like i forget derek what we said do you remember the order we were kind yeah, of talking I mean, about my initial thought was like skirmish first and then domination conquest assault and then kind of end with invasion i mean obviously that can really i mean invasions last of course that's that's kind of a a given so i guess the the nice thing is for all those who've been playing invasion for so long invasion is going to end up being just uh just one part of faction play it it might just be the final 20 nail in the coffin so yeah at the very end you've worked your way through the the conquest and then the you know, skirmishes, etc., and then you jump in there and you push the final few, you know, 10, 20% of the game modes are invasion, and once you hit the end, the end of the battle window, then you've, you know, you've flipped the planet. So there's some details to be worked out there, precisely, you know, what, and obviously there's a point um, where it, when the battle window ends, whether the planets will flip one way or the other, and I can't remember, Derek, if we decide precisely if you just have to be just into the invasion area when the time runs out or something along those lines, I imagine. Right, yeah. So basically it would be 
you know, if you're looking at percentages, it would be the equivalent of having the controlling percent of, of how a planet would be right now. So, you know, um, it's like 75% of this tug of war bar. It's, I know it's hard to visualize without any graphics, but, um, yeah, you basically need to push enough to get into a certain threshold to capture the planet. So I, I just need a clarification here. When you say skirmish, domination, conquest, assault, are you talking about on regular quick play maps as well? Yeah, they'd be on the quick play maps. Just just one clarification. People were wondering. They're like, oh my God, skirmish would be horrible. You know, like. Um, so we're talking about importing the quick play maps, quick play game modes. Um, I love the su- suggestion. I think it was Damocles uh, suggested that the first battle and an invasion or whatever should be on uh, HPG Manifold. I like that idea. But anyway, yeah, obviously a lot that can be done with this. And, and I can see people are pleased with this uh, revelation in chat. So obviously a lot more, uh, not flexibility, but uh, a lot more to faction warfare. I think, well, first, uh, I, I know we were, we've talked about this, um, is from a player standpoint, how interesting would it be to see a 12-man IS group versus a 12-man clan group on Kenya Network. The, obviously, the things that pop in my head as a player are, are you going to keep spawns in? Um, you know, or is it, you know, of course, I know you mentioned you, you don't necessarily know or have an answer right now, but... Oh, yeah, I mean, the dropships is absolutely... I mean, that's the plan. Unless yeah. it doesn't test well, then that means all those quick play game modes will all have full dropship respawns. I... So it'll be full drop decks... Uh, 48, you know, versus 48 skirmish. Uh, you know, and it, it, some of the maps, I think, just sort of uh, spell out there that would be fantastic playing. So um, I think the direct response from the chat was all yes. Uh, it was a hell yeah. A uh, hell yeah. Or no, in, that'll bring in there a, was lot a, of, a lot of new fresh was... gameplay to faction play for sure. Yeah. I all mean, the yes. You know, it brings some new <laughs> concerns around spawn camping and various things, but uh yeah you know those those things have to be dealt with and we just have to deal with those challenges because i think the net win is is far greater than the detractors i mean we've talked at times for quick play like adding dropship game mode and i think this is a first step to you know seeing if that would work or or maybe we wouldn't have to after we do this because you know that's where again you could go to faction play to experience not just dropship game mode but you know experience that kind of dropship gameplay in all game modes and it's also worth considering, you know, the scouting planetary advantages will still be kicking in. So um, it'd be really interesting to see how some of those things play into all these new game modes. Now, Russ, you did mention that, uh, I believe you did, that you, when you're in a group, as long as all the variables are correct, you can jump back and forth between uh, random quick play and, and faction play, right? You, did you already mention that? I don't think Or that's yes. the goal, at least? Um, do you mean as a group or in what way? Yeah, yeah, as a group. If you're grouped up, as long as you have all your your ducks in order or whatever. Yeah, and the only duck to be in, if you're an IS bunch of IS guys, right? Sure, you could create a group no matter what IS factions you're in or what IS um, uh, units you're in. You could you could do a, a faction play group and you could then you could jump into quick play. Yeah, the only problem there is if you have like say um, a clan unit player in your group, then obviously that's going to be an invalid group when you go to faction. Play. Right. But that's the only requirement now. And I think what Derek mentioned too is, is important. Maybe people didn't think about that is when you play these new, like when you're playing skirmish, 
um, on faction play and you got like dropship mode going and everything, we want the scouting game mode advantages to be happening in real time on those game modes as well. So it's not just about invasion. Uh, you're going to be having the radar sweeps and all that stuff happening in those game modes. So that's I think that's bringing – it's not just bringing those new – so you have the the original game modes of Quick Play with um, drop deck gameplay, like res- limited respawn gameplay, but also adding another element that you've never experienced in those game modes as well, which is to have the, the scouting rewards in them as well. Well, there's some different, uh, you know, opinions in chat regarding uh, drop decks on those, uh, well, you know, quick play maps and so forth. I think just like with everything, it, it's gonna we're gonna have to play it out. You know, it'll go in. Well, I think yeah, and it's all it's possible that we may right. have. I mean, we may have to limit the maps. Maybe it's not every last one of them. Maybe it's you know two thirds of them work well with the dropship. Yep. Don't know for sure. Well, one of the things that pops in my head is, and this is just a a question but also sort of like you know thinking out loud here is um you know on regular maps quick play quick play maps would you actually want respawns and the only reason i ask that is uh you know is it one of those where the invasion is where the drop ships are used and all the other ones because you got to look at time invested in the maps and how many matches you could have being kicked off if they're only 12v12 depending on the you know what i'm saying and i don't know it's just one of those uh, i that, guess what you're asking is it possible to have a faction play game mode without no, I, I, yeah well all well, i'm tossing out other, all i'm tossing out there is have to make yeah is that something that would be because i think uh whether not my opinion of just saying is that something that you want is uh would you want more matches to be kicked off or do you want those uh potential 24 people to be locked down into a match for X amount of time. Whereas you may want those initial first matches kicking off a lot quicker to where they can get to the end uh, or if they get to the end of the actual, you know, uh, attack and defend of, you know, and uh, then the planets flip. Right. Um, so anyways, yeah, it's, it's a good thought. It's one or the other. And I would suggest that like, it can't be like some is this and some of that, like it's going to have to be dropship game mode or not. And I think it was um, just honestly our um, assumption that it was kind of a no-brainer. Yeah, maybe we were wrong in that assumption, but the assumption was that, yeah, I mean, people have been playing quick play, you know, skirmish and everything for a long time. Um, drop decks and drop deck gameplay exist in, in faction play only, and people would like to experience all those other four-plus game modes as we create more. And imagine revamped assault game mode, for example, which is still a work in progress, and we're, we're, you know, we're working on it. We're trying to get that done. But if that turns out to be what we want with proper assaulting of bases per side, that's see. I guess the added bit here, I'll say, feels there's a part of us that feels and has wondered for quite a while if all of our, even all of our existing game modes, would end up playing a lot better with response. Yeah, that's you know, fair. Yeah. You know, we're a game that doesn't have response and will never have respawn, response, response. I mean, I think I can say that with <laughs> a lot of, you know, like full-blown response. But the limited response of drop decks might make, I mean, think of Conquest, right? I mean, Domination, um, the new Assault, maybe not Skirmish so much, but uh, there's a potential that all most of these game modes will play, will just play better with having the ability to continue to capture and recapture and recapture in some of these game modes 
Uh, so yeah, it was an assumption that is kind of a no-brainer that, yeah, yeah, of course, we want to have dropped well, at gameplay throughout. It, to differentiate it from Quake. Yeah, and, well, it's interesting here. And, and let, me, let me take a step back, and there's going to be some people, for all my Battletech hardcore ner- nerds right now, just take a breather. This isn't challenging your, your, your lore, your universe. Okay, I'm breathing. Are you, are you ready? Um, <laughs> I'm breathing. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb and say this, and this is actually in regards to faction play and quick play. If we as players can justifiably look at faction play and say it's okay to have a dropship drop in new mechs and you just magically appear in them after you just lost your other one, which, again, is respawning but X amount of lives... Me as a player, I look at it as, is it fun? And I would have no flipping problem with having that in quick play. Now, the caveat to all that is that some people look at that as like an abomination, right? Oh, that kills immersion factor. At the end of the day, fun trumps that to me. And the reason I bring this up, and Darren, is me and you played uh, game modes in previous titles that had that type of thing. Now, granted, they had like full-blown respawn, um, but the idea that certain game modes actually, and I, I will concede, Russ, certain game modes do play better when you do have respawns. Now, that does change the inherent nature, but I will also contest to some people saying, oh, well, then people just don't care about their mechs. You don't have to care about a match right now with one mech, let alone if you had four or five or six or however many. Um, but it does dynamically change how the players. I think it's, you know, like everything, and especially in the MWO community, it's different strokes, different folks. And, you know, there's some people that love responding, the limited responding, there's people that don't. I like the fact, you know, in this discussion that quick play and faction play are different and, and that allows that variety. So people who don't like the respawn can, uh, you know, currently play in quick play and, and that's not on the table. Uh, what Russ is discussing is, um, well, I, I know, but I'm, I'm just saying, like, maybe, just maybe, that might be a discussion to have of saying, would if, if Respawn helps domination or conquest in faction play, which is just, a, in, in that context, is, a, a, is an exact duplicate of, of, you know, quick play group, then would it not mean to also possibly look at that as well? Now, obviously, the first thing that pops to mind is match link and stuff, but you could still have a 15-minute match I mean, with, if you're, with if your initial, stuff. If your bottom-line question is, are we, would we consider putting dropship? Is your question, would we consider no, putting No, sorry. So I, I went off on a tangent, but it was just the fact of like the whole idea about respawns, and it's also making it clear that they're not talking about adding respawns in quick play right now. I know there were some people getting confused about that, uh, they're talking about utilizing the game modes and maps from quick play in faction play. And that's what they're talking about. What's going to happen. All I'm saying is that if just like you conceded, some of those uh, game modes actually work better with respawns. They not, may. Why not and, have and a discussion no, no, about I, that I just, for wanna, quick play? I want to just solve this right now and say that, um, if if the question is, would we ever put full-blown non-stop respawns into the game period or in quick play, the answer is no, we won't. But if the question is, would we ever consider putting drop decks into quick play, the answer is yes. I mean, 
I would say the we've thought long and hard about it and thought, well, geez, you know, it might make the game modes better. And it's just a drop ship, meaning it's like four drops. But the concerns are being, well, then you're making people not commit just to seven, eight, nine minutes, ten minutes, or whatever. I mean, maximum 15 of a quick play match. You're asking them to commit 25 minutes, maybe more, plus some search time or whatever. So that's a tough call. So not really, really willing to make that jump yet. Plus, we'd have to consider all the changes to the UI and the extra complexity that you add to Quick Play. Because right now, Quick Play is easy. You pick a mech and select mech, boom, you hit the Quick Play match, you're gone. Now we'd have to say, well, okay, what's a default drop deck? How do you how do you edit drop decks in, in the normal Quick Play environment? And, so, and then the performance is a concern where we know what performance is like. And, and people are already used to, say, the extra level of PC processing and performance that you need to go into um, faction play. And that's, that's great. But when they, if they stick in quick play, you can get away with uh, less specs and less system specs and all that. So there's a lot of concerns and questions we'd have to answer before we'd put it into um, quick play, but it's certainly something we're considering. And I guess it's interesting that we can go into faction play first with these game modes and see how these game modes perform, whether it's frames per second and performance or, you know, how long the game modes tend to last instead of lasting eight minutes to the last 16 or do they go to 24? Like, how long will they go? And that'll give us a lot of information we need to decide whether going dropship into quick play is kind of a feasible idea or not. Tangent right. over, move on. Yeah, I do want to try and get back on topic, but... Uh, Anyway, a lot of possibilities. I think that this, you know, everything that we talked about tonight, and I don't know if we missed anything, but, uh, you know, the potential to add a lot, it's a lot of dynamic uh, changes to faction play, um, you know, with all the, the quick play maps and game modes in there. I think that can just change everything, and, and, and I'm excited. Um, did we miss anything, Russ? Well, I think we need to talk a little bit about... Uh, hold on. Phil, that's coming through, man. Bleeding through big time, man. <laughs> bye bye danny anyway uh did we miss anything phil well I mean, no yeah, sorry i, I want to talk a bit about the the timing and the scheduling and the release of how long people have to yes, wait yes. And all that stuff right okay so of everything we talked about here tonight everything is going to be in the initial faction play release except for two items <clears throat> i'm sorry derek correct, correct me if i'm wrong but the two items would be the things that we didn't want to have to wait on in order to get all this stuff into the player's hands was the revamp reward system. For now, it's going to be unit tags, top units, etc., like it is now. And then the second thing would be the special events window. It's a brand new UI screen. It's a brand new system. It's, it'll probably take a month or two, even kind of on its own, right. to get right. So that one's going to wait and just come out. Those two items in particular are going to come... I don't know for sure. Let's just say a, a couple months, two months-ish, kind of after the initial phase, roughly. I could be off a little bit, but I do my best to be accurate and try to give you guys stuff to think about and plan around. Now, the rest of it... I'm sorry to interrupt, but I, one thing regarding the, 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 the special events and the sub-faction conflicts and so forth, did we touch on the fact that even though you're talking about clan versus IS as you know the main battle that this could allow for example inner sphere versus inner sphere type events 
Did yeah, you touch- I mean, that's essentially what the system will be. So basically, it's in place. So while we really want the focus to be on like IS versus clans, there's still going to be faction, you know, inner sphere versus inner sphere battles going on. So that's good news for the lower lovers. Yeah, yeah essentially, yeah. what that'll be is exactly that. It'll give us opportunities for all the lower loyalists. So we'll have those Davian versus Lao fights and those um, Merrick versus um, Steiner, or even this clan versus that clan. Essentially, yep. same technology on same technology type of action, so to speak. To catch my drift. Yes, absolutely. So, that's what that'll be. And that'll be, it'll be very, you know, it'll be powerful. It'll basically, we'll say these two factions for four days, you know, these, this planet, and, you know, away we go. And in, that'll, in exactly what rewards the winning teams will get when it's completed. And so that aspect will be just a little bit after the initial patch, as well as the revamp reward system. And as far as the initial pass, I mean, I'll just say this. People internally really hate me giving out estimates. Estimates are really hard. But um, even if I was to finish, say I finished everything tomorrow, and I'm not. But if I did, everything goes through like a month-long testing process. So it wouldn't be in the September patch. It would be in the October patch. So it kind of gives you an idea. Like even if we fix, finish it like in the next few days, it still wouldn't be to October. And it's going to take us at least a couple of months to do it. So if I had to guess, I'd say... It's going to be late in the year. I mean, it's going to be, it has a chance of being kind of in that December time frame. I'm going to cross my fingers and I'm going to, you know, give Nima and the developers that are working on this all the support they can get to try to get this into your hands. Uh, I know we have MechCon coming in December. At the very least, I'll say this out there, people sitting on the fence want to, thinking about coming to MechCon, uh, you're going to see a lot of stuff there presented first there. One of the things, of course, we'd show is an up cl- up front up close view of uh you know all these updates for faction play so um it would be i mean that metcon and that december time frame is going to be it's i'll just say it like this that's going to be really close to its release period like that's that's as accurate as we can be at this point so it's going to be a few more months for people to wait but um i i guess what i'm happy about is i feel like when we get there and when we release that here in a few months from now um I have a high level of confidence that we're actually going to have something that is kind of achieving that settled in state where we can start to iterate on it like we've been talking about. So if that settles in nicely, then maybe just a couple months after that, we'll have the reworked, uh, revamped reward system. We'll have the new event window, and then we can start to work from there with just more and more kind of, you know, the smaller, really important things that people want icing on the cake so basically yeah somebody like somebody said in chat you're talking about a christmas present and i think the end of the year thing isn't really a surprise to most people there may be a few people in chat that uh that surprises but even with like the last round table um i think for the most part people realize it was gonna you know be a while uh before we'd be seeing this stuff just because of the normal time it takes to you know do the production but uh i think that's awesome i'm very excited and speaking of metcon uh, and being able to see some of the behind the scenes of the game development. If you're on the line, as you were saying, and don't know whether you want to come, you see the beef in chat there. Well, you, if you go, you're not only going to see uh, Phil and myself and, and, of course, Russ and Derek and PGI crew, but the beef will be there as well as George Duncan Fisher Ledoux. So if you are sitting on the fence, don't know whether you want to go, I would definitely say now is the time to get your tickets. It's going to be so much fun. It's going to be a party. Hey, you know what, Darren? We're also planning on having a really big 
uh, faction play event this weekend. So I think that's just I want to throw oh, that out there. This is I mean, and the hot. This fix, was going to be the know, last weekend one, right? That you just yeah, and, and the hot fix I think, as everyone knows, actually has the um, the change to the long tom with its one quarter of the damage it used to be. So I think that'll that'll hopefully you know keep everyone playing oh, yeah. and not scouting and everything. So that should really help. But just a sign to the whole community that we're totally committed to faction play and have a big faction play event this weekend. We're going to utilize all that new telemetry data. You'll see a lot of fresh new things. In fact, now we can finally do things like, I think the idea is that all the rewards are going to be geared around just clan versus IS. So if you're an IS player, the only battlefronts that are going to kind of really matter are those ones in the client IS border. So, cause we can actually detect now like, well, did you kill X number of medium clan mechs, for example? So all the events and rewards are going to be built around that kind of stuff. I think you're going to see some mech giveaways as, as grand prizes. And ultimately, it's going to be, I guess, just a really sign that we're so committed to faction play. And, and I know it was maybe a long month or more since the roundtable, but we were doing nothing but um, nonstop design meetings and technical reviews. And we're willing, we're ready to start the development now and um we think that we'll have significant amount to show come metcon and then you know a release very near around that around that moment in time so i have a question russ uh you did mention that it's like a group is faction would be able to talk to them. so on um have you guys uh i know one of the things i always try to bring up is with those chat improvements Friends tab chat. At, well, um, maybe Derek, you want to take that one? I don't think that's a part of our initial plan, other than having the, uh, you know, having those um, a new chat screens for um, for intersphere and for and clans, right? Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, I I was gonna push that off to you, Russ, because uh, yeah, as far as the faction play side of it, I mean, we're gonna be opening new channels for Intersphere and clans, but um, you know, I, there's some other stuff. I think you know other improvements that go outside of just faction play specific ones. It seems more of a general chat question as a whole. Yep, and we're gonna remain on topic. I'm just anyway, saying, you know, that's a that's a lot of good stuff, and I think it's going to be an exciting few months here. We got um, obviously uh, the the tournament winding down and finalizing it. MechCon in December. We got all these changes coming up to faction play. Um, what we will do, obviously, this was a follow up to the original roundtable. Um, I don't know if we're going to commit to it a particular month or time or whatever, but I would say we will probably start working on you know another round table for the near future so we can start talking about some of those other topics you just brought up russ uh basically the icing on the cake or whatever but this is the first initial big step towards uh working on and improving faction play i'm pretty excited i'm excited just to be able to play um on candy network and dude i i want to see like how all that's going to play out with you know the different maps in faction play the game modes drop decks i just think there's so much uh exciting stuff that can be worked with as well as the new um i don't know what you want to call it the information warfare the ecm planet-wide ecm well A just the re- just the removal of long time from i think will just yeah. make you know the masses squee they'll be happy um now russ there was have you said i mean obviously uh there's a front page we've got the blueprints and the lore 
Do you want to talk about the Bushwhacker at all? You never really had a, you know, announcement announcement, right? Um, sort of. Yeah, I mean, that's it, I suppose. I mean, what do you want me to say? It's an awesome mech. It it's, looks beautiful. It's a and fan favorite. I think we took a little extra um, time, This, I think a little more than usual, to just make sure we were making a, you know, a great, great, I think, hopefully, you know, great hero mechs and lore and just really wanted to do it right because I know it's um it's great mech. People like it. And, uh, you know, I just want to do it well. I just want to do it right. The Bushwhacker is another one of those mechs that literally since uh, the game was released, people have been asking for it regularly, constantly. So I'm excited. It's one of my favorites, too, from past titles as well. Well, it's it's interesting, too, because the image that's on our Facebook page, some people caught the the what it was based off of, which was really cool, which was funny because when I was talking to Alex about it, uh, behind the scenes he wasn't sure if anybody would really pick up on it i was like come on man like yeah. this crowd yeah i yeah. mean <laughs> yeah holy cow but uh anyway i think that's about it we're gonna wrap this up podcast number 145 um russ is there anything else you want to cover or Derek? uh before we finish the show no i mean just overall we're super excited for all these changes um and uh yeah we can't wait to get them rolled out yeah good stuff yeah thanks guys i want to thank everyone who came to the round table and you know provided a lot of ideas i mean obviously if you look at the end design i think there's a lot of stuff that's fresh and new but there's also you know there's a lot of stuff i mean the the battlefront of the you know the four and four eight planets is definitely a you know a direct revision of the the tug of war system um so there's definitely a lot of influence from the round table meeting and we found it to be obviously helpful and useful and something that we would you know do again in the future so i guess take this podcast and absorb it and um thanks for all your support and in playing the game and you know we can't wait to give you know put these patches out there so you can play it discuss it amongst yourself and yes this podcast will go live up on youtube and i'll post that and then uh, also we'll post it on our um you know as a as a audio podcast as well and we'll get that sorted for some reason the podcasts aren't showing up we'll get that fixed all the podcasts will be up there um and then yeah again uh just to reiterate what uh russ just said thank you the community all of you out there for your support and uh, for your, your efforts on this front, the faction warfare front, I've been talking to a lot of you on a regular basis since before the roundtable, the initial roundtable, and since then. So hopefully this answers a lot of your questions that I've been getting since then. And uh, now take that info, talk amongst yourselves, and we will continue the discussion. Also, thank you to everybody that showed up in chat. We had like 225 people. Good turnout tonight. Uh, we appreciate you guys being with us. And Derek, thank you for taking your time and spending your time after work. And Russ, the same um well Phil? and of course um we've got a few questions in chat that aren't pertinent to this topic and or podcasts so i'm going to do a service and say uh we are not going to talk about those tonight but in regards to some of those topics i think that would be a great chance to have a sit down and talk uh with paul and uh some of those uh, in regards to pts and stuff like that could you just do like a 10 second, you know, like uh, update on PTS? What is happening with PTS? What can we expect? Anything? As, or no? as of right now, there will be another PTS with some significant changes. I do know that. And uh, details, though, uh, will be posted. So you guys, Stay tuned. Uh, it's it's a lot yeah, of. I, I would hope that we'd have a PTS here in the next day or two. 
Yeah. It shouldn't be too long, I don't think. Yeah. So um, maybe I'm wrong, but I'm hoping for the best. Although we are gonna, you're right. I mean, we we are gonna test the next revision internally for a bit before we kind of go out to the masses. But still, it shouldn't be too long till you hear about that. But anyways, um, guys, we'll keep you informed about the next uh, roundtable as well as possibly a town hall. And uh, yeah, just want to say thank you again for coming out here. If you guys are new to the channel. Maybe this is your first time being here. Maybe you've uh, been here, but you've never done it. Click that follow button. Make sure to check us out on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and all of the things down below. Quick shout out to uh, all of the new follows. And of course, subs and resubs tonight. You guys are awesome. Thank you guys so much for your support. And uh, we will see you tomorrow. Actually, no, you will not see me tomorrow because I will be with my wife at the hospital because she's having surgery so you will not see me tomorrow uh you'll see me friday morning and um yeah i'll be back with uh some mwo uh, and some mcborn live hot and steamy best wishes to your wife and the surgery and yeah we'll hear back from you when you get back from that all right guys russ derek it's a pleasure go home enjoy maybe drink a beer relax and then get back to work tomorrow Will do, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thanks, right, everybody, guys. for listening. Thank you. Thanks, guys. All right, guys. And, of course, as we wrap up, I just want to say a big thank you to you guys. You guys are awesome. Uh, you know, it's it again, it's, it's going to be really fun times up in Vancouver because I get to Cannot meet more wait. of you guys and a lot more uh, this lot time. More, yeah. And uh, so I will, uh, I will make sure to wear my name tape. So, Plus uh, Beef and George and some other special guests that uh, we'll let you know. Dude, it's going to be a good time. I'm totally going to bring chocolate chip cookies <laughs> and then eat them all, all right. in, in front, front of, beef. of Beef. No, I want to do that. All right. No, I want to do that. Anyways, guys, just <laughs> a quick shout out to all of our listeners out there, new and old, our patrons, our subscribers, our supporters, our viewers, our chatters, all of you guys on a daily basis. Come out here and l- just like totally you know show shower us with support um just want to say thank you again guys you guys are awesome so this was your local no guts no galaxy mechware podcast signing off for tonight this is phil and this is darren until next time mech warriors and he can't even see my video and he got it oh, did i time it right that was beautiful sir nice dude